time for the show. It is time for the show, Simone de Rochefort. Yeah. The, the third or whatever like your Simone name is. show for <laughs> because I'm about to do the show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. Oh that was really uncalled for. No, that was that was great. That was uh it was a very Simone moment. Oh my god. <laughs> it was really good. Uh, I'm glad that you appreciate oh me. Oh god. Oh god, Simone. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, I did just take a drink of water and now I feel like I have to burp, but Okay. <laughs> well, I think... get it out. Get it out. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna come out. Hang on. <laughs> Uh. Christina, do you ever like worry that something's going to happen to Simone and we're going to have to find someone to replace her on the show? Because I don't think that's <laughs> Every possible. Every day. And, it, and it's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, we're, no. we're, we're, we're going to all be we're, f- Yeah. Uh, because Big she's time. the show. Because she's the What's going to happen to me? Yeah. I don't know, man, but <laughs> I do worry though? about it. Yeah. I do worry yeah. about it. Because, yeah, you, you are the show and uh, Brie and I are just here for... <laughs> I guess I'll just That's change right. my name to Simone de Rocket for. <laughs> oh, Simone. Oh, God. Come on. We're not even. It's one minute and 35 seconds. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Simone is on fire. <laughs> oh, God. Simone, no. Okay. Oh. Okay. Hello. And welcome to Rocket. Accelerated Geek Conversation. I'm Simone de Rochefort, video producer at Polygon.com. And I'm joined tonight by Senior Content Project Manager Christina Warren and Democratic Candidate for Congress Brianna Wu. I'm trying to just bring it down a little bit. I'm trying to trying to stay calm. Appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, my professionalism yeah. is paramount. Yeah, I bet your level of professionalism is as high as Walmart's level of professionalism, oh, if that's oh even God. possible. Oh my God. Man, how did those uh, SNES pre-orders go for y'all? <laughs> yeah, oh, so not well. Oh, can we tone the story before we get into that? Please do. Like, yes. I I get a text. I have just gotten out of Dunkirk. Okay. Oh no. Dunkirk is an amazing movie. I feel like someone has just killed my dogs. Right. <laughs> like like that's what it feels like when you leave that movie. It's a great film, but it's really emotionally tough to get through. And I get back to the house, and Christina's like, "Red alert! Red alert! This is not a drill." Brianna, go to your phone right now and go to walmart.com. And I'm like, what the f***? <laughs> Christina, <laughs> Christina's not telling you to go to walmart.com. And I look and I see that uh, Walmart has the SNES Classic up for pre-order. So then I literally say to Frank, I go, Frank, give me your credit card. There's no time for questions. <laughs> and <laughs> he just gets me his credit card. And I was all excited because this has been a bad week for America and then I find out today, after all the other bad news, that yeah, Walmart. That, so, yeah, so go yeah, ahead. So, so for yeah. some background, so I had signed up on Walmart's website uh, to notify me when Super Nintendo Classic Editions would be available for pre-order, and I was like, sure, I will sign up for this. I signed up for Best Buy as well, and and for uh, um, Amazon.com. 
And so I get the email at like, it was like 1130 Eastern, 830 Pacific. I immediately buy it. Then I text Brie. And then I, I then after I texted Brie, I, t- I tweeted it. And I was like, this is awesome. It was confirmed. <laughs> you made sure to take care of your friends first. I appreciate right, that. Always, right. always. Yeah. And yeah. And, uh, and then today, Walmart sends out an email to everybody. Apparently, first they started last night, but, but I got mine today where they're like, yeah, we're really sorry about that. But uh, that page shouldn't have been live. That was an error. And so we're going to cancel the pre-orders. Oh. And, and without getting making this into a whole topic thing and having me bash Walmart, which, you know, whatever. But <laughs> like, yeah. here's the thing. I get the mistakes happen and that things are published accidentally. But the way they made it seem and the way that some of the coverage made it seem, it made it seem like some of the stuff, like like oh, this was a hidden URL or something that someone found and then it shouldn't have gone out. Uh, no, no, no. Like Walmart emailed however many thousands of people said notify me and said it's available. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I ordered it within 30 seconds of getting the email. So it's one of those things where like people, some people are blaming Nintendo, some people – who knows? I blame Walmart. Uh, you know, yeah. don't don't put up don't put up your page and don't send out an email to however many you know probably tens of thousands of people who clicked that button if you're not ready to actually fulfill orders. And and there's still some people who have like are holding out hope. They're like it's still showing processing and and and, no, and it changed my guys, shipping date. It's like no. guys, nope. guys, give it up. Nope. It's, it's over. It's over. And and Walmart instead they won't even say when pre-orders will be ready. They're like just. Stay tuned to our website before the 29th. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Like, really appreciate that. And then also, if you had uh, the notifications set up, like you did, obviously, Christina, people probably, I would imagine, have to set up those notifications again. I would imagine. Probably. But are you going to? I don't know. It's... And they they did... uh, I think it was even the day after that that some people started getting cancellations and i promise we're not making this a topic but it's it's been really confusing as a person you know who works for a site that's covering this cuz it's always it's been like them on twitter the walmart account on twitter like confirming to some people sorry your pre-order is canceled like we did put the put up the page early but not releasing an official statement to us so we just right. had to like for three days just go off of Walmart tweets being like, well, they told this person, but and they told this person, but they haven't said that every every single pre-order is canceled. Who knows what's right. going on? And yes, Who knows now, what's going I'm on. just relieved to finally have confirmation that they are all canceled now because we have an official yeah. statement. I'm sorry it, it, to everyone who who got it in that literal half hour window. So this was a practice run is what it was. You will have a half hour to get a, a SNES. Yeah, you will have a half hour if that. Um, I've, I've found out that there is a distribution list, which is like a like a mailing list at Microsoft of people dedicated to to retro gaming and also to like Nintendo stuff. Oh, and 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 um, somebody forwarded me the email. They're like, you need to get on this distribution list because these people are on it. When every time the new Amiibos come out, everything. So hopefully, I will I will be more in the know. And uh, if our friend Charles Tan can't come through for us, Bree, hopefully uh, <laughs> my the, the 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 people that uh, seem to do nothing but obsessively watch this stuff which unfortunately i don't have time to do will so yeah. that we will be able to get our, our our snes classics and nintendo you still have a chance to make uh to, to be heroes and uh we like like, like we said before <laughs> we will well a make enough but b like we will do a whole rocket dedicated to nothing but the oh, snes God. classic mm-hmm. Absolutely. If, like like an entire show if you get us review units we will we will review the hell out of it um i've been trying to, to get an email for them I, I just haven't gotten an email yet but I, I'm, I am going to try to reach out to them. 
I'm telling you, we will definitely do a whole show of that. And the thing is, like, Christina, you and I would do a really good show on that. Really? Do you know yes, what we I mean? would. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, you, you honestly couldn't, couldn't, uh, you couldn't buy better PR is what we're saying, Nintendo. And we're not asking you to buy it. We just want to be able to review it because we love it. So anyway, but yeah. So, but, but sad, sad, sadness. Uh, for already crappy week, things became even worse. So, oh, I'm so angry. Sorry. I'm so angry. <sighs> of all the American institutes, like, it's hard to trust in government or religion, or the court system. I thought Walmart would be there for us, Christina. I know, I did too. I, th- I, thought, I thought Walmart would be would, would prove itself to be a real American institution in this way because, you know, Bentonville, Arkansas, you've, you've, you've disappointed us yet again. It's, it's very sad. That new title. <laughs> Speaking, well, there is an institution that will never fail you, and that's Adobe. Who is finally (laughs) killing Flash in 2020? Yes. So Adobe confirmed that they will stop updating and distributing Flash in the year 2020, Mm -hmm. uh, joining you know many platforms that have been gradually phasing it out over the next few years because HTML5 does all the things basically the Flash does. Uh, So Christina, you predicted this years and years ago. Oh yeah. Um, it was funny when when this was finally announced. I was like, I was so uh, Microsoft has a, a thing this week called One Week, where um, for the first three days of the week, everybody kind of gets to, it, it, assuming your managers approve it, um, you don't have to do regular work, and and you kind of can work on a hackathon if you want to. And so I was working on hackathon project. It's like a big company wide initiative, and then um, uh, basically the whole week is dedicated to kind of bettering you know the company and the community and and things like that. It's really cool. And I was like on my lunch break, and I was looking up the news, and I was like flat. Is dead. I was like, hell yeah! And I was looking back through. <laughs> then you, you know, smoked kind of, a cigarette. <laughs> I did. Well, it was it was earlier early on in my uh, in my Mashable career. Um, was you know about six seven months into it was was when Steve Jobs's you know famous you know thoughts on Flash memo went out. And right. that kind of already Flash had been on the way out, but that really kind of spearheaded this huge HTML5 versus Flash debate. And I don't know how many articles I wrote about. HTML5 and Flash. I mean, uh, dozens. And to, to the point where, you know, I, I wrote something kind of definitive that actually holds up pretty well in retrospect. I read it. Um, I, was, I was like, you know, HTML, uh, uh, you know, Apple didn't kill, kill Flash, HTML5 did. And, and I still stand by that. I think Apple definitely like hastened maybe people moving away from it. But, um, you know, HTML5, uh, especially for video, was the real catalyst to kind of making Flash irrelevant because Adobe never bothered to develop a mobile product. And it was really interesting in, in 2000. 2010, when Adobe was still claiming to have kind of a mobile flash play before they abandoned their efforts, um, they, uh, you know, were really like, at least on the PR side, like very like on the defensive about anybody saying anything about Flash being dead. And, and Flash developers, you know, there are a lot of people who made their living writing Flash and, and, and yep. using Flash in web development and whatnot, would just come at you if you dared say, guys, this is dead. This is over. Game over. This is, this is irrelevant. <laughs> you need to start, you know, skilling up. Because at the time... Video, um, obviously, you know, HTML5 was great for video, primarily because the the video codec H.264 works so well with it, and and uh, you know, Flash had been smart and had kind of a dot, had been kind of a wrapper for that, and and since that could be natively decoded on mobile chipsets and and HTML5, you know, the video tag added support for that, it made it really easy, you know, for for people to just you know support video that way um, on on mobile devices in a way that 
wouldn't require the overhead of, of what mobile flash was was going to require to do but you know but the flash still wasn't ready to be supplanted a, a lot of ads for a long time ad insertion stuff mm-hmm. banner ads things used flash and then obviously you know interactive things ga- you know um games things like you know like farmville and all the all the zynga games were built on flash and and there were you know other like what you know um web apps and things that, that were moved to flash but it was clear to me in 2010 and and this wasn't I don't feel like I was a genius or anything. It was just kind of seeing where the wind was 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 flowing. It was like, you know, Flash still has a purpose at that time on the desktop, but it's 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 a dead end. And it was really interesting because there was another person that that uh, wrote at Mashable at the time who was kind of on the pro Flash side. And and this per, this reporter, you know, I, I think that they had just kind of listened to the the, the pro Flash lobby and and frankly the Adobe PR people too much and would kind of write, oh, Flash isn't dead and it's still growing and this and this and this. And I was like, no. HTML5 is the future. <laughs> like, like yeah. you, this is this dead end. But it was just funny because I remember having people would write dedicated like blog posts to, about me and what a moron I was. How dare I say Flash is dead? And I'm like, yeah, come at I me, bro. I remember this at app.net. Like, you'd have Android people coming at you hardcore, <laughs> really yes. being jerks to you. Oh, I, totally. I've seen this on Twitter. It's like... Okay, Christina has the fairly obvious opinion Flash needs to go, and it's right. not good. <laughs> like, you would get really attacked in very totally. personal ways. Oh, I, was, definitely, oh. I still don't so quite funny. understand the the loyalty at the root of that. I mean, you, um, you're making your living on it, and you don't want your tools to go away. It would be like if somebody were to say to you, Simone, um, you know, uh, Video editing is no longer going to be a thing, um, <laughs> and and you've got to all move to like every like rather than doing like nonlinear editing. Let, let's put it this way: let's pretend like there would be a successor to NLE, right? Um, and, and you would have to use like AI or some sort of other weird thing. And you're like, but I make my money using NLE tools, uh, nonlinear editing tools. What do you mean I have to use this other thing? Like you would be upset about that, or or you know, um, you know, if I was a when I was a writer, you know, if somebody was like. You know, writing is is obsolete, and and everybody's going to be going to you know AI funded articles. Obviously, I I would be, and and I have been, you know, like no, artificial intelligence will never re- replace real writers. Um, and that's true, but that's also not true, right? So I, th- I think part of it is uh, you know um, people who built careers and and businesses on a certain technology not wanting to give that up because it can be, especially when you're, you know, um, entrenched in, in a technology, you know, you don't want to move away. You see it all the time with programming languages. And I know mm. you agree, like you could speak yep. to this on, on, on gaming stuff where people move yep. from one engine to another, you know, people are like, Oh no, I don't want to use, I mean, uh, uh, gaming engines are probably an even better thing, right? Like a uh, example, right? Because you're so um, entrenched on using, you know, this, this, this engine that the thought of moving to, to something else. I think is that does make more sense to me. At, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can look at Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, you know, there's a really fantastic article over on Kotaku talking about the differences when they just tried to switch from Max to Maya and how you know fracked up all the animations, like leading to the you know game's failure. So that's that's exactly it. But I think it's worth taking a step back and looking at all the reasons why this is such good news for yes. everyone. Yeah, Flash <laughs> is dying. <laughs> Finally. I, hey, Everybody uses a laptop today. I mean, I know you're living the iMac lifestyle, Christina Warren, but I use a laptop most oh, of I, the I time. Have a, I have a laptop, and, too. I have two okay, laptops. Okay, so, yeah, yeah, I mean... I, 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 it just kills your Are you battery. sure you're not just, lugging your iMac to the, the coffee shop? <laughs> 
I'm not I would that love guy. To see that. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, I, yeah. I would. I mean, I'll, I'll, the, the the Starbucks guy in Atlanta, Georgia, who used to bring his his 24 inch iMac in every single day, is a hero. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> no, we I remember mean, him. Sh- anyway, go on, Brianna. No, no, no. It's cool. It's it kills your battery. It's yep. terribly inefficient. It spies on you. Adobe Flash is a huge vector for government surveillance and all kinds of other corporate surveillance, like getting what websites you visit, your location, like a lot of a scary amount of information out there. And it makes you hyper vulnerable because yeah, the I mean, problem it's a huge is... Secur- it's a huge security risk. And it's been Absolutely. a vector for security for years and years and years. I mean, for more than... Um, you know, since even before the, 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 the move to mobile, which is kind of what, you know, put all this in motion, it's been a huge vector. And, and because yep. it's so commonly used, um, you know, Adobe can update it, but for a long time, people don't remember this for a long time, you had to manually update flash flash mm-hmm. would update itself. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge problem because people don't update their computers and, and they don't update their software. And for good reason, because updates tend to make things not work right, right? So you're, it's the same reason, you know, developers don't want to learn new tools. You know, regular users don't want to fix what's not um, broken. Um, but, you know, it, th- these things are, are huge vectors. And then even beyond that, from a security side, people would package, you know, fake flash updates as yep. viruses. And, and so, yep. uh, you know, say, hey, you, your flash player's out of date, update this, and then installs terrible things all over your system gives you ransomware you know it's a huge vector for that stuff uh so yeah have you ever like been at a networking event and met someone that worked on the flash team because i have and that's a difficult conversation because you're like Oh, hi. <laughs> wow. That's and How you're, have you you're been searching for the last few years. Yeah, right. You're you're trying to think of something positive to say. Totally. And you're, like, and you're like, well, congrats on shipping such a ubiquitous piece of software. Like that's, that's <laughs> totally. all I could think of to say. It's hard because it's like the world will be better off now that this is deprecated. They, so, they've done a favor. They know? can move on. They can learn HTML5 now. Oh, they can learn with their lives. Lives. Well, right. I think it's also important to, to understand that there were differences in Flash. There was the Flash player, which was obviously very vulnerable and that was kind right. of the delivery mechanism for you know video and for audio and for, for games and that sort of thing. But there was also Flash um, as the creator's tool. And that was actually pretty – was started out as a Macromedia product and then Adobe bought Macromedia. But that was a, a actually, you know, in a lot of ways, really, really influential. And I think a lot of uh, web graphics, a lot of, of, you know, people who created animations and kind of modern stuff getting up very quickly without having to have um, really expensive and, and really um, uh, demanding – tool sets were able to create, you know, animations and, and other stuff that you just weren't able to do uh, before that technology. So I, I do think that if you worked on like the, the, the flash product, the creator tool, like I wouldn't be ever, I wouldn't be ashamed to say that I worked on that. I, you think, know, that's I, had. I think that's um, fair. I, yeah. I, I think, I think if you're on the player side, that's a little bit more difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, well, and, it's but, gotta be hard for that team. Cause they did oh, like on the Mac side, you know, they finally came around and they made a version of flash that worked with hardware decoded on a like per GPU basis for, yep. you know, H uh, was it? 264. Yes. Uh, and it radically helped battery life. I remember yep. watching that. But the problem is, even if they have that uh, update out there and available, people don't automatically download it. So you've got this thing that's like people don't update it. And even if there's a patch available, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean people aren't going to be vulnerable because of that. So, God, it's just an absolute mess. But I I do think it's worth also saying that the – 
the legacy of Flash content is important, and I yes. do think that is worth thinking about. Like I Newgrounds, agree completely. The history of web video, the history of web games. Um, sure, I would, I would games, say games. Yeah. I would say games, especially. I mean, I think video. Yeah. A lot of that can be preserved because literally it was a wrapper, you know. And mm-hmm. so a lot yeah. of times you can find, you know, the H two six four or H two six three or whatever encoded files, you know, and 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 download those. But I agree with you, new ground stuff. I mean, that was already kind of disappearing. Um, and, and a lot of, uh, those things have kind of gone away, you know, you, the man now dog and, and, and sites like that, but even think about, you know, web comics, a lot of them mm-hmm. were, were very much flash based and, and games. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point too, you know, Alien all the, hominid, yeah. Well, or even social games, you know, Farmville and, 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 you know, Candy Crush Saga and Kim Kardashian's Hollywood and all these sorts of things. A lot of them are still kind of flash based. And, and so I, I hope that there will be efforts from you know the archive team and other places to maybe do what they've done with some other things to to kind of um save that legacy because we didn't get that with activex which was a competing technology that the microsoft developed in the 90s and activex died um long long ago um but you know that stuff really hasn't been preserved i hope that the archive team or people smarter than me will kind of do what they've done with you know emulator content for some other things and, and let at least some of that exist. Cause that, that's a big problem. But I do think, um, you know, Adobe's doing this the right way. They are announcing it two and a half years before it's happening. They're saying mm-hmm. it'll be the end of 2020. Um, they're working with, um, Apple, Microsoft, Mozilla, and Google to put it into, to it. Um, you know, this has been the writing that's been on the wall for a long time. When Google stopped serving flash ads uh, last year, that was the real big moment because that was still kind of for a lot of people, the holdover, you know, yeah. at that point, video had moved on and Flash was was a fallback. You know, but HTML5 had taken over a long time ago and the ad insertion tech for HTML5 became as good as other things a long time ago. And maybe you have some legacy web apps, but that would be the only thing you would do. But you still saw certain ad, um, uh, you know, insertion things at a lot of ad banners that were Flash-based. And when Google said nothing sold, you know, on our network, well, I think it was even a rocket topic uh, when, when it happened. When, when Google made that decision, that was really kind of saying, okay, this is mm-hmm. this is uh, this is going away, uh, you know. But but it took a long time, I think, for us to get here. Some people are saying, you know, what took so long? And it's like, well, HTML5 is great um, and it's open, and that's the most important part, right? Is that it's something that that everybody can kind of contribute to. But it took a long time for the functionality that had been built um, into Flash and that people had kind of tr- you know used that tool to create to come to fruition. I mean, even things like DRM. Um, and in terms of the HTML5 spec, that was really um, controversial for a long time. And Mozilla wouldn't support DRM in um, Firefox for a really long time. And so you couldn't watch, yeah. watch Netflix and you couldn't watch certain other things that had DRM tags. Finally, they had to come around and say, okay, actually, the user, even though we, you know, free, free software um is great, but user experience mm-hmm. is ultimately better. And but but you know it took a long time for for that sort of stuff to happen. But uh, you know, so in two a, two and a half years, it'll finally go away. But it, it's God. it's Goodbye, thank God. I mean, go to, go to zombo.com before then. Like, <laughs> enjoy zombo.com. You, have been you don't want to miss that. Uh, I went to zombo.com and it says click to enable Adobe Flash Player, and I'm not gonna. F- do that no don't do that don't do that <laughs> yes, that's install the same thing. chrome <laughs> install chrome and do it that way simone so. no <gasps> oh my gosh oh i just uh, i just clicked on it oh my god zombo.com i miss zombo.com i love that site i go there all the time maybe somebody <laughs> important it'll, wow. someone will preserve it i i believe in the yes. future of zombo.com uh <laughs> i also this is kind of like 
the a death knell for something's episode, or is it a fake out death knell? Because <laughs> this week, oh. um, paint was on the list of Windows features to be removed or deprecated in the Windows 10 Fall Creators update. The keyword there is or. Um, and there was a lot of drama that I apparently yes. missed, which I am so upset about because it sounds like the best thing that, that happened all week, where many sites, including The Guardian, r- sort of ran with this idea that um, paint was dead and buried. And I mean, it's not not dead and buried and that they're not going to be updating it anymore. They're you know focusing on paint 3D. But I, I think the uh, the... The real meaty drama for me is in the fact that a lot of people thought that it just would not exist in Windows 10 yes. anymore, which yes. is untrue. Which is untrue. It, it, so it was so funny for me to kind of watch how like my former employers covered the story. So the Guardian basically looked through some release notes on on the Windows 10 uh, Fall Creators update and saw that um, they're uh, uh, on the list of things that would be deprecated or or you know removed. Um, there were, you know, certain things like, like, uh, you know, uh, Microsoft Paint, which was listed as deprecated. And, and there were things like uh, Outlook Express, which um, is listed as um, uh, as removed. Outlook Express was still built into Windows 10, you guys. Like, that's, that, that, that says so much about, about Microsoft's, like, uh, um, I guess, commitment to backward compatibility is the fact that sure. Outlook Express, something that hasn't been around for years, was done. But people read that as deprecated as it's going away and it's dead and Microsoft is, is killing paint. And so you had a million eulogies written about it. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then, it, you know, and then, like, literally Microsoft is like has to release a whole blog post and a press release. They're like... No, we're just not going <laughs> to update it anymore because it's done and we'll we're going to, you know, have it as a separate, you know, app in the Windows store so they're going to turn it into a universal bridge app, I guess, and and let people download it if they want to, but What does you know, that I, mean, a universal bridge app? So that's basically a way where Microsoft can convert legacy x86 apps to run on um the kind of the, the newer um uh language. Um, huh. And and so so the, the things can be updates and other stuff can be distributed through the Windows Store. So for instance, okay. like it doesn't require you to have to rewrite everything in the new design language and, and using the new UI stuff. You can still have your legacy things, but it's packaged in a different way and it runs more efficiently and kind of more containerized. And Got it's, it. it's 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 uh, like for instance, uh, Spot uh, iTunes is coming and Spotify both are are coming to um, the Windows Store. Um, uh, Spotify is already there. Um, Apple is obviously because they don't care about iTunes, period, but they really don't care about iTunes for <laughs> Windows. Um, no, uh, no, they don't. Apple's they obviously, don't. Apple's yeah. obviously not going to rewrite iTunes for Windows to use all the new UI stuff from, from Windows 8 and Windows 10, you know, which looks a lot better and, and has a different you know, structure and is a lot more efficient. They're not going to do that. Like, they don't care. Uh, like, like I said, they don't care about iTunes at all, but they really don't care about iTunes for Windows. <laughs> but uh, from, from what I understand, you know, they were able to, uh, because, you know, with Windows uh, 10S, which only lets people install software from the Windows Store, you know, a lot of people still want iTunes. And so um, using the universal bridge, um, uh, iTunes, the the legacy app can be converted um, to be, you know, basically distributed that way. And, mm-hmm. uh, but, but it won't, you know, it, it'll, it'll be updated that way. So it just makes things more secure. But, you know, but Microsoft had to come out and kind of explain, we're not getting rid of paint. We're just not going to update it anymore. And by the way, we've got this new 3D paint thing, which um, they'd shown off back in October. Um, but, and, and then what was interesting to me was seeing how, 
you know, publications that had literally like written like reams, like the, like the hot takes on this. Mm-hmm. I want you guys to take on this because it was so funny to me. The hot takes on the death of, of paint were just unending. And then it's like, it was really telling how places that were wrong updated being ro- updated I, or didn't update. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. I have a bunch of links here. I'm trying to find the one that just like had the, the literal just like update from the spokesperson at the bottom being like, no, no, actually no. (laughs) What I, I guess I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's because I have Photoshop now because I work for a media company. I haven't used paint in years. Nobody has. I mean, um, I have to say, I don't think even memes are made in paint anymore. Of course they're not. No, I mean, and and even for screenshots, Microsoft has had this thing called the snipping tool for years and years, but it's been a big part of it since Windows 7, which makes screenshots easier to deal with. Because what you used to do is you would, at least for me, when I would use Windows, I would like only open up Paint so I could paste a screenshot and then crop it, right? Mm -hmm. Like that was the sole reason you would use it. And then finally, somebody at Windows realized, oh, well, we should just create a tool for that, which makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. But what's, uh, you know, what's funny, um, I don't mean to pick on Mashable because uh, they they were my employer for seven years and I love many of them very much. But they were like a prime example of how you do this wrong and that they they wrote the, the story that it's dead and they never opt- updated it, just wrote a second story that they didn't even link to, which is bad. But they also had all these like additional takes about, you know, everybody's reactions and all this stuff. And it's like, Okay, you didn't even take the time to like reach. Did you even reach out to Microsoft for comment? Who knows, you know. And um, but but I did think that it, it, one one hot take, which was good, even though it ended up being wrong, was from Alex Hazlitt, where she was like, "the the nostalgia over paint is misplaced, and 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 that people really shouldn't be mourning the loss of this app that none of us use. What we really mourn is is a is a simpler time in computing, which is never going to come back take. again." I think and, that's and I, fair. And, and I think that is I totally fair. fair. I think that's and I think that's good. It's just that the irony was that like yeah, I, I I could see how the editorial calendar probably went there. Like, oh, everybody's talking about this. Let's have all these angles on this story, and then the story ends up being more complicated um, and not true. In as it turns out, um, not even barely that complicated. They're just not updating an old program. Yeah, but I I, I also I have sorry. To hold you. on, I have one more yeah, one ahead, more tiny ahead, thing to add ahead. is that yeah. every single one of these stories uses a bad paint drawing as the header image. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, we're really gonna miss uh, Pepe the Frog. That's very sad for society. Uh, no, I, I guess I would say this though, Christina, that I I understand the difference in something not being dead. If like, because uh, originally I thought from listening to you that this was just getting moved over to, you know, the Microsoft Store, which makes a lot of sense, especially with, you know, like the Microsoft Surface line where you've got versions of Windows that are much more space constrained. Sure. So I think it makes a lot of sense to put anything that's going to be optional, you know, like have you download it. Fine. I get that. But I do think that if it's going to be event, if it's not going to be updated, that does mean like eventually this is going to stop working or it's yeah. going to work less, assuming that sure. plan continues, which Microsoft changes all the time. Mm-hmm. So right. I do think there's, I think, I think there's a journalistically defensible way to look at this of saying that it is 
on the out, right? I, I, I think I think to say it's no longer being updated is fair. I think to say that it's dead when it's not dead isn't. And the only reason I would say that I liked the way Gizmodo handled it, which was their their headline was just how dead is Microsoft Paint with a question mark. And in in it went into and this was before you know the updated with the statement from Microsoft, uh, which but the whole point of the article was just kind of saying, hey, look, you know it's being deprecated and it's not going to be updated anymore, but that doesn't mean it's going away. That doesn't mean it won't work. And, the, and that's the right way to approach it because I would say with some companies, uh, Apple is a great example. If they're no longer updating a, a product, you can kind of guarantee that future versions of the OS will probably not be compatible with it. Like Aperture uh, is a great example. You know, when they stopped yep. developing Soundtrack their Pro Tools. Pro. Soundtrack I use Pro. that all the time. You know, yeah. and, and, and they won't work on on certain versions. Like, I don't know if Aperture still runs, but like it, it's not being updated and and there will become a time much faster than other things where it won't work. I think in the the paint case, I still would have been as a journalist, and I'm not saying this as a Microsoft employee to be very clear. I'm saying this as somebody who like, I think how I would approach this as a journalist is I would look and say, okay, what company still technically has code that like if you, I can run Windows 95 games in Windows 10? You know, if, if right. there, there, there are programs that were built under Windows 3.1 that still technically run under Windows 10. And the, Microsoft's commitment to backward compatibility and having, you know, stuff still work is fairly good. It's both a good and a bad thing, right? It's, it's an Achilles mm-hmm. heel. On the one hand, yep. it, it's, it's what allows um, the ecosystem to be so large. On the other hand, it's what makes it hard to move people to new technologies, so yep. it's it's a good and a bad thing, right? Uh, but I, I think that, you know, not updating it anymore for almost any other company would mean, okay, well, in a couple of years, this is dead. But for Microsoft, a company that has a history of of just because they don't, I mean, like we said, Outlook Express code <laughs> was still in Windows 10 and will be until the fall. Outlook Express, which I don't think has been updated in more than a decade. So, <laughs> so you would know, you say that Paint has reached Flash in 2010 status? Yeah, probably. And and I think that yeah, absolutely. And and uh and even in the and I guess too the thing is is that they do have a replacement program that the the Paint 3D, but let's also be real. Like all Paint is is a bitmap editor. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So it's but, not like I mean, any of your files are going to go away. You can technically do a lot of these things with preview on Mac OS, but it's a pain in the butt. And oh, I have totally. long, like, I can't be the only Mac user that has, like, a Pixelmator license just because preview is so bad. And even though Absolutely. the mm-hmm. keyboard shortcuts are so terrible and barely work, and I hate Pixelmator. <laughs> I think it's a terrible program. Like, <laughs> I no, like Acorn a lot. Yeah, Acorn, that's Okay. I, I I think that this I, I think is reasonable for an operating system to have a built-in basic bitmap, like add text, crop images, change brightness, change contrast. I think that's a reasonable thing to have built into a modern operating system. Absolutely. This is an edge case. So my question for you is I haven't read anything about Paint 3D, like what is this? Is this, I mean, is it an evolution of it? Is kind it, of. It's kind of a yeah. rebuilt thing. So I think we talked about it from during the Surface um, Studio event back in October. So it's kind of like, this, this is kind of their way of bringing 3D object modeling to the masses. Oh, so, right, right, right. Okay, I'm remembering now. Yeah. Um, so, and and so, it, you know, it's obviously different than, than Paint, but the idea, I think the reason they called it Paint 3D is because the whimsy that we all had when we were kids and you would open up, you know, paint and, and you would use the tools and you would create art. They're kind of recreating that experience. If you're wanting an actual kind of image editor, I believe Windows 10 has something called Photos Involved, which is kind of like a poor oh, man's that's right. you know, photo. That's right. So they, yeah. have, and they, yeah. they have an image editor stuff. It's basic. It's not great, but they have that sort of thing built in. 
Um, and I'm sure that they'll improve with that. But yeah, I think that, uh, you know, but, but Paint 3D, it'll do some of those same things. But I think that the name is really almost is is more about, again, kind of the whimsical thing that Alex Hazlitt was talking about of, of creating stuff, but just making it for the modern era. So the same way that like, you know, kids today, all their cartoons are in 3D, um, you know, uh, but but the storylines often are very similar to the 2D stuff that we watch because when, when we were younger, it's kind of an update mm-hmm. of that, I guess. And, and also kind of, you know, I think um, what you were excited about when we talked about it before, I haven't used it, so I, I can't speak to it, is kind of the idea of, of, you know, helping people kind of like, you know, introduce, um, you know, 3D concepts um, to, to kids at a young age, which I think will make people, you know, kids that much um, faster to kind of get into game development and, and mm-hmm. programming yeah. and, and things like I that. I guess I have to say I'm skeptical, though. I mean, oh, I agree. like, I totally 3D agree. <laughs> modeling is such a technical exercise, and there are things like, do you use tries? Do you use quads? What's your polyflow like? Like, what's your sub-D level? Like, how are you going to UV it? What's yeah, your kid, how's your sub-D level? Right. That's <laughs> But that's a legit question. Like, these are questions you have to ask yourself because it has such huge, like, influences down the, the pipeline. So I am I am personally skeptical that you could make a 3D paint tool that would be yeah. useful that no, the I, masses I, I, could also I, I figure dis- out. So I don't disagree. Yeah. I haven't used it, but yeah, I think it's it's a challenge. But I think that that's kind of their goal is what that is. But yeah, I mean, I can't wait till but, they make 3D memes. Oh paint yeah, 3D. <laughs> that'll be the day. I that'll think be the day. That's 3D how puppet. the children that'll can really contribute to our our march onwards through time, improving as a society. The memes need to become 3D now. We can't make them in – well, we can make them in MS Paint now, but you know what? That's outdated. Make me the 3D memes, kids. <laughs> Pokemon Go Fest happened last weekend. Oh, my God. Yay. None of us were oh there, my God. thankfully. Hell, uh, thank God. Thank God yeah. you weren't there. What? Were you there, Brie? You made a story no, in Chicago? No, I'm being sarcastic <laughs> to let you drop the hammer on me, Simone. So Niantic, uh, the makers of Pokemon Go, had their very first big official Pokemon Go fest in Chicago last weekend around, uh, to quote, just under 20,000 people at, came to Chicago to Grant Park to catch Pokemon. And what was supposed to happen was there were a bunch of rare Pokemon there that were exclusive to the event or ex- not usually in that area, so people could catch them in that area, even though they weren't usually. And the goal was to catch enough Pokemon so that the very first legendary raid battle would be triggered, and then everyone could catch a Lugia, and everyone would be happy. And what happened was that the uh, server issues that were very, very bad at the launch of Pokemon Go and have, you know, been sort of clinging to it since, uh, became very 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 bad again and people were not able to log on to the game uh people there were there were bugs that were kicking people out when they caught pokemon the app was crashing left and right and the event was an enormous disaster and i feel so bad for everyone who works at Niantic and also for everyone who tried to go to the event, we have a few people on our Facebook page who are like, I went and I had fun with my friends and ate ice cream in the park. It was fine. But also there were people who legitimately um, drove or flew hours and hours and spent a lot of money to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that sucks a that lot. That totally sucks. Yeah. What, what I want to get you guys' perspective. Like, how do you think Niantic lets this happen right i have like, no idea because you have to you have to understand i mean the whole thing is the you know pokemon go was such a phenomenon a year ago 
Um, and, and it took down servers and took down cell networks and the whole the game couldn't stay up. And, and they've spent all this time kind of putting it together. But how could they not have learned, not just from past Pokemon Go experiences, but from past times you ever put any you know, huge groups of cellular connectivity people together. You know, uh, mm-hmm. CES. I mean, CES has terrible tech coverage. You know, Apple events have terrible tech coverage. E3, like all these things, you know, PAX, like all these shows have, have typically have connective, you know, mm-hmm. connection issues. Um, you know, e- esports things often kind of, you know, suffer from stuff, but, but people have figured it out. How do they not account for this? How do they not, um, A, not have the code tested and, 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 you know, like just rock solid to be able to support... 20,000 concurrent sessions and B, how do they not have plenty of, of, uh, you know, contact with, with the, with the, uh, wireless carriers to have trucks and whatnot brought in to try to alleviate the, the stress. Like, I don't understand how this happens. That I, I think don't that's either. the minimum there is talking to the, the wireless carriers or getting like a really rock steady Wi-Fi network up, which apparently they did not do. And yeah. that's aside from the bugs. When you sell 20,000 tickets to an event, you gotta do that. You gotta do that's, it. Especially that's w- how I would have done it. I would have brought in a private Wi-Fi network, and I would have speed limited per user, and said everyone that wants to do this, like we have a set number of tickets, we know how much bandwidth there's going to be. I mean, this was a solvable problem. And even if you're going to go the route of, you know, like have it all be on across cellular. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can call up AT&T for special events and they'll bring out like trucks, like you said, uh, Christina. So this just seems like, a, you know, it, it seems so short sighted because Pokemon Go was one of these things that caught on. And then most people, including my husband, got to a point where the game was not worth their time. And Frank was hardcore addicted to this. Like mm-hmm. I'm talking, he would be on his way home from work and would get delayed for an hour and a half because he would stop to get Pokemon wow. or do gym battles. Like that is hardcore. But he quit playing eventually just because there wasn't a meet there. So to take the most dedicated uh, players of your game and treat them like this, like it's kind of not surprising anymore why it had such a bad launch, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. I mean, and who I who I feel for, like if you were a native, you know, like like you were saying, Simone, you know, you spent twenty dollars, they refunded everybody's, you know, money and they gave them a hundred pokey coins. Like if you lived in the Chicago area where you maybe drove, you know, an hour or two, like it's fine. You have a nice day outside. But like for people who flew all over the place, you know, because like, th- those are the people that I really feel for. Although part of me I mean, I feel for them big time, but a part of me is also like, okay, but what did you expect? Because when I heard about this and I knew like reporters and have friends like Renee Ritchie went, like I was thinking, I was like, oh, I hope it's fun. (laughs) I hope it stays up just because like I remember, gosh, this was eight or nine years ago, but I remember being at South by Southwest, um, I guess it was 2008, the first year that the iPhone was around and the um, AT&T's towers literally broke. Oh like my AT&T gosh. couldn't be because at the time the iPhone was only on AT&T and AT&T in Austin literally went down and they, they did finally kind of, you know, bring in some trucks and whatnot. And, and I was, I didn't have an iPhone cause I was too poor. I had a Blackberry and an iPod touch and I was like, glad to be on T-Mobile. Ha ha ha. But even like in subsequent <laughs> South by Southwest years, you would see for the first couple of years before Austin kind of got its stuff together, you would see things going down, but this problem has basically been solved, but I still thought, okay, this this could be bad, you know, in, in, in Grant Park. Um, but uh, but I feel for anybody who, you know, traveled great distances. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I, I don't know if you guys saw it. I, a, I thought the Verges report uh, the, the, about what happened was amazing. 
but there was also a video that someone made, uh, Kotaku posted it, but I don't know who made it originally, that kind of um, was a supercut from the live stream I of all the terrible things that happened. I that, Christina. I it will, is the most cringy thing. Embarrassment. It 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 is. I mean, what's amazing to me, and I have to kind of give Niantic people credit, is that they literally had a worst case scenario situation, and the people who were running the event were just acting like everything was fine. Oh, like mm-hmm. like like I felt so bad for the for the woman MC who was kind of running things. Like, oh, you know, I'm so excited, and we've got these challenges coming up, and just acting as if everything's okay. Meanwhile, people in the audience are chanting fix the game and, and all kinds of other stuff. I mean, it's just an outright, an all out riot. Um, and, and the, the, the poor people who were contracted to, yeah. you know, be, be the trainers on, on hand and, and, and run the event are having to just pretend like it's not a total disaster. Like I can't Those excuse the them that I have for what happened, but they, d- I, I do think, I guess in the, in the horrible situation that they admittedly got themselves into, um, they did, do everything possible to fix it. We had a, a piece go oh, up yeah. because Allegra Frank from Polygon was also there and she had an interview with the CEO for the scheduled for that day and he had to cancel every press appointment to fix the game and he actually spent basically what? hours what? Like sitting he's out there doing the engineering fixing the game no he's hiding from the press no no That's he did basically yeah. no Brianna let me talk yeah he yeah. like he sorry, went back sorry. to work yeah. on it and then he spent the rest of the day sitting on the stage with fans like interacting oh. with every single person who came up to him yeah even though people were like yelling f you John at him and like talking doing giving autographs and actually interacting with people who were there so I I like I definitely think that they dug themselves in this hole, but oh my god, I would have run away to hide oh, from everyone in that scenario. I would not have been out on that stage talking to people who had Absolutely paid good money not. to come to my horrible disaster festival. <laughs> no, you're you're dead on. Like I, I do give him credit for that. Like it, a lot of this is is of his own making, you know. Mm-hmm. But there are plenty of CEOs and plenty of people who would have taken the approach. You know what? Um, Bye. Uh, <laughs> cut and run. Exactly. <laughs> well, I've got to be someplace. Have a great time, guys. I mean, and and they really did seem to kind of try to to make things work as the day went on. I mean, what are you going to do other than test more carefully? Like, I just uh, we not do I, this I still, again. I, I still understand how this happened. I mean, we saw what no. happened in Japan when they launched. You know, and when they launched in every country, it was the, these these mammoth problems. Like, how did you not think that? Um, a, a day where and, it, and it's not just a, a fest where you were approaching like casual gamers like if that that might be one thing but these are literally the hardest core Pokemon mm-hmm. Go players the people who are still into this a year later who want to do these massive raids who want to go after these you know really special rare Pokemon like these are the people that are genuinely going to be using the most data of all time like <laughs> I, you know and, 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 and it, yeah I mean uh yeah, it's like, uh, on the one hand, yeah, you did this to yourself, but also I guess you handled a maybe it was a big old training exercise. Maybe that's what it was. It's just like oh my God. nuclear the this. nuclear option for Niantic. Ugh. Let me ask you guys this, because I'm I'm curious your thoughts. Does Niantic ever do another one of these? And if they do, does anybody show up? Or is or has this effectively killed their <laughs> chance know. of doing what do you think, Pokemon Go Live things? 
No, I was thinking, what is that? It's like they're on Fire Festival, right? Oh, oh my God, yes. Pokemon, right? Oh, my God. This was, this like, was Fire Festival. Does anyone show up? I think it depends on how they uh, treat the people in the aftermath. Like, there's, I realize it would be an engineering pain in the butt, but I think they should get the UDIDs or whatever the, the handle is for, like, the account of yeah. whoever did this and send them that rare Pokemon and another rare Pokemon, right? And and do it. Because like Pokemon Go, there is a large enough user base for this to keep going, but they've got to treat their fans better than this. So mm-hmm. I think like that's really the question. Like, can they make this right after the fact? I mean, it's up to them, right? Yeah, I think you're totally yeah. right about that. Because, I mean, like you said, Christina, these are the people who are so into the game. They'll probably, I, I feel like they could give Niantic another chance, but they really, really, really have to earn it. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I, I guess I would also say this. Like, AR Kit has gotten, like, there's, we, we really should do a topic about this on Rocket, but some of the stuff that's been built with AR Kit uh, out of WWDC this year mm-hmm. is incredible. just fracking stunning. Like, really, really, really impressive stuff. So, I mean, it's obvious Apple is going to have an AR product coming out soon. And when they do, just think about how much better Pokemon Go is going to be at that point where it's like literally a statue. Even if you're playing on like an old school iPad, like holding it up, but to actually see it there in the round, oh, no, I think you're dead on. I think I think that'll be great. I think what's going to have to be the the thing is is that um, you will have to they. Niantic will have to make sure that their servers can actually support that yeah. because I think that's what will bring back the Pokemon Go mania. I think you're dead on AR kit is what will make people kind of use it again. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to have to make sure that their servers are actually up to the task this time. Yeah. I mean, but you know, God, I'm thinking through this company and think about all their failed promises. I mean, not just mm-hmm. the bungled launch. Look at them announcing the Pokemon Go watch app and uh for apple watch and that getting canceled and then this screws up and you know frankly this game has not been advanced as much as it should like no they have added new features like raids but it's you know it's just not moving it's not developing quickly enough and i i think it's worth wondering what is going on at this company to make them have such a poor track record of delivering what they're planning on. I think that's a really good question, especially with with something that clearly has such a big user base and such big investment in it being a success. Yeah. Uh, We'll see. We'll (laughs) see. So, Brianna, what have you been up to this week? I have a warning for our listeners, (gasps) Simone de Rochefort. Tell me. I have a warning. Okay. I made a big mistake, and I downloaded a game called Final Fantasy XV, A New Empire, onto my iPhone. Uh, This is made by the same people that made uh, Game of War, which you will know from the ads where Kate Upton is wearing a bra that does not fit at all. (laughs) It's very uncomfortable. So, like, uh, so this is basically the exact same game as that, and I never played it. And hand to God, it is the most aggressively monetized, (laughs) addictive game I've ever played in my life. And I'm not going to say how much I've spent on it, but it's too much. So, and everything in this game is like just flat out $99 to, to buy it. 
So save yourselves. Do not download this game. Stay far, far away from it. It's a bad, bad game, and I'm trying my best to quit it. So this is Game of War, but disguised so that Final Fantasy fans want it? That's exactly it. That's what this is? Oh, my God. Yeah, it's exactly the same game. Uh, So... You know, I actually enjoy this game more than Final Fantasy XV, which is another conversation. <laughs> but on the professional uh, front this week, uh, we are about to uh, put down a lease on a campaign office. I nearly did that today, and yes. we're going to do that tomorrow instead. So very exciting stuff. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. That's so good. Christina, yep. what have you been up to? So, um, I like I said, it was a hackathon this week at Microsoft, and so I worked on a hackathon project, uh, which was kind of fun. It was not kind of fun. It was actually really fun. Got to meet new people. Um, but beyond that, I just moved to Capitol Hill. So um, I'm recording this yes. from my bedroom in Seattle. Um, my office, where I will subsequently be recording things, is full of boxes. This is the problem. We moved into this beautiful apartment. It's so nice. Uh, but now uh, we have to deal with the fact that we've made many, many bad life choices and <laughs> had way too much stuff. So our beautiful apartment is 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 covered in boxes and, and oh, we're no. dealing with the fallout from that. No, it's fine. I mean, it'll it will it, it's not, but it will be. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> dealing with that. My iMac, I believe, was just delivered. Um, so so I'm gonna go downstairs oh. after we finish this, and I'm gonna deal with that. I've got to edit a video tonight first, and which is being annoying. But but yeah, I've, I'm gonna get the I get my new that iMac. You're three hours behind. I was like deliveries. What? 10 p.m. Yeah. Christina. No, that makes so much <laughs> I sense. Know, I know. Congratulations on your new Yay. your new baby. I want to see I'm new so pl- excited. I want to see pictures of your place. I mean, is it oh, two yeah. bedroom? Yeah. Is it three it's, bedroom? It's, 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 it's a two bedroom with an office. So two bed, oh. two bath with an office. And I put it on Instagram stories. I will I'll edit a video together and send it to you yeah, guys please uh, on, on Facebook. Send me something that's not on Instagram stories so that I will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I saved the video files, but but I did like a tour of the place when it was empty because right now it's not in the position for me to be able to kind of <laughs> take uh, take photos. But I will uh, I once it's done. But yeah, we're really excited. <laughs> um, and now I'm a total. Uh, uh, you're gonna have to believe this one, but I'm I'm now a total tech who takes um, a company provided bus to work um, on the mornings that I can get on one. In the mornings that I can, I take public transportation. But yeah, I take a Wi-Fi powered bus in the mornings. It's uh, I'm I'm totally now one of those people. Wow. Um, and I I don't think so that good. makes you an a hole at all. That makes you like I, well, environmentally friendly. I think that's awesome. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. But I've 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 derided the, the the tech buses in the past, and so I I, I almost feel bad about that. Almost. Um, uh, I in fairness, I do think that that how Microsoft is helping the Seattle ecosystem and especially like the the transit system is far outweighs you know i think they're doing a really good thing and probably like you said getting you know tens of thousands of cars off the road but yeah. uh, regardless it's still one of those things where i'm like uh, <laughs> hoisted yeah, by your own petard I, basically basically god what am i doing this week uh i'm going to see sleep memoir for a fourth time tomorrow nice but maybe more excitingly uh brianna you and i have both been playing splatoon 2 <gasps> which i've it's so good yes it's so good it oh. is really good and basically if you like splatoon 1 you will like splatoon 2 because it's functionally the same game but uh they have added they've added some more stuff to the single player and they have a really, really amazing horde mode called Salmon Run, which mm-hmm. is so much fun. And Brianna, I need, I cannot wait for you to get that second Switch so you can play it with Frank because I think yep. you're going to enjoy it a lot. I bet I will. And yeah. then Nintendo also did like the most ridiculous. So here we go. So Salmon Run, you can play locally 
anytime. There's no split screen, so everyone has to have their own Switch, but you can play locally anytime. There are timed online events. I think they're happening pretty frequently, but nonetheless, there are specific time windows to play Salmon Run online, and you can't play it alone. So you have to play it locally with multiple Switches or online with people, um, but you have to be level four to play it online, and you have to go through a tutorial that teaches you how to beat every single boss in the mode, which Ooh. I thought is what playing the game was supposed to teach you. As a person who played, you know, a lot of the local co-op, the bosses are designed in that great Nintendo way where they each have a really obvious weak point and you kind of have to experiment to learn how to beat them. I would think that, you know, that would be kind of part of the fun of playing the game and figuring that out. But there is a mandatory tutorial that teaches you how to defeat every single boss mm. in Salmon Run for the online mode. So why? <laughs> Yeah, Why, Nintendo. Well, uh, I'll, I'm, you know, I'll play it by the time we record next week. And I'll give you my thoughts on it. But I have to I'm say, like, we were really hard on the Switch when it came out. And yeah, we were. Simone, you said something to me on the show. You said everyone I know that has one loves it. And I love it mine. Is, oh, it's so great. It is by it's, a it's mile so my good. best system. Yeah, I yeah. think it just like I, I would totally agree with you. It changes yeah. your. I guess the, the form factor just changes everything when you realize that you can just play that same game in bed yeah, and in car really and on bus yeah. and on subway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I so I, you know, I, I was in corporate housing for two months. And so I haven't had, I've never actually played my Switch docked and I don't even know where the dock is. So I'm looking forward to finally getting the dock set up. But that I think is a testament to the system, right? Is that I've basically played all of Zelda. I've been playing Splatoon. I've been playing Mario Kart. Um, but I have, but I've just been doing it portably and it's been amazing. And I can't mm -hmm. wait to be able to dock it and have the better graphics and all that stuff on the TV. But the fact that you don't even have to, um, I think that it, it really is the promise of everything the Wii U wanted to be, mm -hmm. but finally realized. And, yeah. and I think that, uh, you know, they can't make enough of them. And, and I just really hope that the success of it and the fact that we all love it so much means that, you know, lower powered graphics be damned that we'll start to get some really great third party stuff because mm -hmm. that's, that's going to be the, to me, obviously the Nintendo stuff is always great, but I really want to see some, some really great third party stuff. And I want to see games that aren't just nostalgia plays or, you know, yes. uh, other things. Like I, I want to see some original content um, and, and really high quality stuff, some triple A content for, for the switch. Cause I feel like um, it's such a good console and, and somebody who like me, who hasn't been a gamer in a long time, but still, like, deep down at my roots is, like, it's kind of the perfect thing that kind of is, I, I want to play my Xbox more because I've discovered gaming again because of my Switch. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I think the other thing I really love about it is the Amiibos really have a point with everything on the Switch. Like, it yeah. really rewards you for getting Amiibos. Because, like, in Zelda, uh, you know, I camped out on eBay forever, like finding all the really rare versions of Link because it opens up really awesome stuff in game. And it's the same yeah. thing with Splatoon. Like it's completely worth your time to get the, you know, all the different Splatoon amiibos because it unlocks really, really good equipment. And, you know, I just, I think like the promise of amiibos on the Wii U, it never really came to fruition. Like there's not really a point to getting the ones for Super Smash 4. But, you yeah. know, on the Switch, like, I've never felt like any of my purchases were pointless. I feel like it's just adding to some fun of the system. Congratulations, yeah, I totally Nintendo. Agree. You've friggin' done it. <laughs> we like it. 
All right, Rihanna, where can we find you online? Uh, You can find me on Space Cat Gal on Twitter. Christina, what about you? You can find me at film underscore girl on the Twitters, the Instagrams, uh, the Snapchats, et cetera. And uh, yeah, I, I haven't been doing a ton of Instagram stories, but I've been doing that more than I've been doing Snapchat. I'm going to try to get more into it. So I know everybody's doing it, but I, I've had some good ones uh, as I've been exploring Seattle that I've really um, had fun with. So if, if you want to see what's happening in my life, you can follow those things. You're giving me a reason to watch them. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, I'm on Twitter at Doom Quasar and on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Polygon. Uh, and you can, of course, review this podcast uh, through Apple Podcasts. Give it some stars. Give it some stripes. Give it some <laughs> polka dots. I think it would look really good with polka dots. Don't you guys? Yeah. Definitely. I totally agree. Polka dots. Yeah. Please do All it. All the way to the bank. And thank you so much. We really do. We appreciate so much reviews and polka dots when they are given to us. And this episode of Rocket is terminated. 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 Terminated.